Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Berhantu with me, Hafiz Rahman. Thank you so much for listening and making Berhantu your choice of podcast for anything horror. I feel like I say that the same throughout every episode and I should just record that. Okay, never mind. That's just my inner thoughts making its um, presence known. Uh, this episode is a rather chilling episode of how helpless one can be when one doesn't behave going to new places. Now, I've shared a story before about a friend who went hiking in Gunung Ledang and how he experienced seeing a girl in a school uniform at like 2am in the morning, just looking at them sleeping. Um, you can head over to my um, older episodes um, to hear that. But this episode, uh, we are going to a different... We are going to a different uh, mountain and we are going to Mount Kinabalu. Alright, so this episode, Sabaya, let me just get the email out. This is what happens when you don't prep. Okay, so um, this comes from the Gunung Sesat Girl. <laughs> Aptly because of her experience. Um, so you know how our parents always say... Um, Please watch your mouth when you go to hutan or when you go to the sea or when you go to a mountain or whatever or basically anywhere safe uh, anywhere that's not safe and out in nature. Please do not say things or say words because this might offend the spirits and all that. Um, so this episode is really a cautionary tale, I suppose, for all young teenagers. Because now is a now is the school holidays, so there's a lot of school trips happening. So please, if you're listening to this, wherever you are, please keep yourself safe. Do not say anything um and that might offend people or things or spirits. Hey, sorry, before I even start the story. So um your 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 favorite podcaster here is nominated for Personality the Lucky Paling Popular in uh Pisa Padana twenty twenty three. So for those of you who want to Vote for me, as you should, because I always do every single thing for you guys. I work like a dog, day and night, um, to bring you guys content, whether it's comedy or cerita hantu. Um, so please go to mediacorp, um, dot sg and go to pista perdana, and vote for your favorite podcaster, also known as me. Thanks, eh. This is shameless plug, but since I have the platform, why not? I deserve this. And you all better vote for me. Uh. If I don't win, I'm going to stop doing bahantu. Okay, back to the story. Sorry. Um, cerita dia tentang seorang uh, pelajar perempuan yang sesat di Gunung Kinabalu. Now, this is actually a school trip that happened 15 years ago when when this girl was still in secondary school. And at the point of time, she had, a, she had an exchange program in Sabah, right? So one of the places that they'll be visiting was Gunung Kinabalu lah, Kina, Mount Kinabalu. And so she said that because they are still teenagers, they won't be climbing all the way to the peak because they have very little experience to no experience. So basically, the school have sort of planned a, um, a, a, a hike where they only cover one third of the mountain. Right? So my mom, uh, she said that her mom found out about the visit to the Gunung and she reminded this girl to juggle the mulut and you have to take care of the mouth when she's there. Of course, again, like what I said, when you go to sacred places like, you know, uh, mountains or forests or, or the sea, please take care of yourself and don't open your mouth and say unnecessary things. Alright, that's, that's all 
we grew up listening right and hearing from our parents um so yeah so she said that because she was a teenager and that was the first time she's taking a plane uh, out of the country so she was very excited and she was really looking forward to the trip uh, so on the day that they were scheduled to go to the gunung um, they were all divided into groups of three all right so one group of three people and these three will be they will be assigned to a ranger that will help them chart their way through uh, one third of mount gunung mount gunung eh? mount kinabalu right um, so she remembered she said, I remembered saying this very clearly to the other two of my friends she said eh Agak-agak kita boleh jumpa Puteri Gunung Ledang ke atas. Okay, it's funny to me because it's Gunung Ledang is in Johor slash Melaka and they are in Sabah. Like, Mount Kinabalu is probably more closer to Puteri Santubong dengan Puteri Sejinjang. Yeah? Okay. Okay, that's all. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on. So, she said, hey, maybe we, we can see a princess, Gunung Ledang, um, which is at uh, Gunung Ledang, which is Mount Ledang, huh? not Mount Kinabalu. And then my, so, so the friend just ignored her line. The friend just, the friend just laughed, you know. And in, in her mind, she, she said, I, I remember asking myself, hey, I wonder if they are real. Eh, bad move. So, so shortly after, the mountain rangers in charge of um, her team Called them lah, you know, and, and then they started climbing the mountain. So she said that the the climb was really really tough. So the ranger kept telling them to stay close, cause I think the ranger can see that they were they were struggling lah, you know, because so basically right, essentially the steps to climb is actually roots of the trees around it. Okay, so it's either too narrow or it's too slippery. So she said that. She was really at the verge of giving up, but by the time it was really halfway through the climb, and then the rangers also kept reminding them that they're going to reach soon, they're going to reach soon, they're going to reach soon. So she pushed through, and Alhamdulillah, they reached one third of the mountain. All right? So now, so at that place, once they reached the one third of the mountain, there was a place that you can take photo. Um, at this one of time, it, <laughs> no handphones, so it was a camera with a, with a film, you know? So she was just snapping randomly, you know? Um, because she said that was my first time being given a, a a camera to use out of um, I mean, by myself. So I was just, I was just, uh, snapping photos here and there, here and there, here and there. So after about ten minutes, the ranger told them that okay, it's time to go down. But this time the ranger said, "Is uh, you all can take your own sweet time because we we still have to wait for the other two groups to climb up." All right. So apparently there's like nine of them. So nine divided by two, there's three groups. All right. So then we will just be able to go down. Um. She said that we were able to go down the mountain without any assistance, and they can take their own way, uh, their own sweet time. So it was just one way down. All right. So she remembered when the ranger said that. She said, "I I told myself I I want to still linger at the area because I want to see the scenery from the top. So it really looks good. All right. So about five minutes like that, I made my way down alone. So at this point of time, she said, I realized that my group, the other two girls, all have gone down already." But I still see other climbers around now, you know, so nothing suspicious yet. After about 10 minutes of going down, she said, I reached a point which looks like a photo spot. Okay? Exact words, huh? I want to I describe it as a space that looks like a nature-made balcony. So you just stand there and look at the scenery and you can see a waterfall. She said at this point of time, it felt like she was in another place. Like a fairy tale in Maleficent, where she lives in the forest and then got fairies flying and sounds of birds and water. 
I'm lost in the beauty of nature at the point of time. So I took out my camera and I started snapping pictures after pictures and I was smiling throughout. When I'm done, I turn to walk down back. But guess what? When I turn, the pathway in front of me is gone. What was behind me was just a dead end. So then I turned back to the scenery and whatever I saw was still there, the waterfall and the view. But when I turned back to the path, it was still the same. It's not blocked like block much on purpose. It is just that I'm, it seems like I've been in another place. I've never been to that place before. Like it's totally new and there's no one around. So there's no other way out. It was just me stuck there at that place looking out to this waterfall. At the point of time, she said, I really wasn't feeling anything. My brain just froze. Like, I don't know what to do. I want to scream, but I cannot scream. I want to cry, but no tears is coming out. So I turned back to the scenery. And then I started to reflect on what is happening now. And then I turned at my mother. I was, I was, um, I remembered my mother. I imagined her face and remembered what she told me about minding my tongue when I am at the mountain. That's when I realized what I had said before the climb. Okay? So, that's not the most messed up part. She said that. While having all these thoughts, I suddenly heard humming of a woman's voice. It was a sweet voice humming with, guess what? The sounds of footsteps walking across leaves and branches towards me. <laughs> so she said, this one of time, my hair stood on, on all ends. I didn't know what to do because the the humming got louder and louder and louder. And so that thing was getting closer and closer, and closer to her. And she's stuck in this so-called place. I don't know. I have a feeling that dia dah masuk tempat lain. This is, this is my theory, but I mean, I, I don't know about that. So she said, I didn't dare to, to turn. I just kept looking at the scenery um, and also thinking of my mom's face and Samuel Bacha, whatever that comes to mind. So I, I, I was just like reciting whatever prayers that I know in my head. I can still hear the humming, okay? And the steps. So while she's praying, she says, only them when I started praying, the, the humming became softer and softer and softer. So I clenched my fist hard. I ask Allah for forgiveness for my mulut celupa and at the same time, I close my eyes. So my heart was beating very fast. She said, at this point of time, I cannot believe what was happening to me. Suddenly, my heartbeat went back to normal and I opened my eyes slowly. I'm still looking at the waterfall but now I can hear more activity behind me. The sound of people talking and people walking up and down and the sound of helicopter some sort nearby. So I turn around and guess what? The pathway is there again. I was so relieved. And then shortly, she said a Caucasian couple approached me and said, Hey, you okay? You Are you going down? You want to follow us and come down with us? So I just smiled and nodded and followed them from the back. I think the couple probably saw me looking pale. So that's why they were concerned. So anyways, to cut the story short, she finally reached the bottom of the, of the mountain and she saw my schoolmates just resting and talking. Shortly, the teacher said, okay, um, so, so the, the teacher in charge, in charge said, okay, the last group just reached, so let's all pack up and go to the bus. And that's when it hit her. Remember, I told you I was the first group to climb, but now the last group has finished their climb. One climb up takes 30 minutes. Coming down will be another 30 minutes. 
So, she said, I did the math. For the last group to come down, it means that I have to be down there at least one and a half hours. But she said, Hafiz, I was at that space for only like maybe 10 minutes. How could one and a half hours pass by very, very fast? And it seems like my friends, yang pelik, the, yang pelik, the, the, the weird thing is that my friends were also not looking for me. They were like, macam don't realize that I was gone. And when they saw me, they just asked if I'm okay. So I just replied, I am tired. And they didn't ask further. So in the bus back to Kota Kinabalu, I was awfully quiet and traumatized. Until I reached home, I didn't share anyone until until years later. Because I really feel like bersalah and takut. And that's when I shared the story with my mom. And my mom said, Kan aku dah cakap, obviously, like any, any like <laughs> Asian parents, you know. Um, yeah, so she said that, about the pictures that she took with the film camera. She was, so she developed it when she went back to Singapore. But guess what? Either gambar tu hilang, either the, the picture is missing, or there's no, there's no picture taken, or there's a white cast on the photo, like a silau kind, like a, like, a, like, a, like a shimmer or something of some sort. But I remember I didn't use any flash because it was daytime. All the photos at that mountain were not well developed. Whereas, whatever pictures that I took at Kota Kinabalu Market and at the beach, all looks perfect. So, Wallahu Alam, I don't know what happened to me at the Gunung. Could it be that I accidentally stepped into another world or dimension? Um, I don't have the pictures with me anymore because it is with my mom. And I no longer stay with her because I'm married now. But if one day I find it, I will email it to you. Regards, the Gunung Sesat Girl. So that's, that, that's, that's, that's like a cautionary tale for all you students out there who think that you want to play punk and be funny and say weird, weird things before going up. Always know that there's cause and effect. Um, and if it doesn't happen to you, it might happen to your friend. If it doesn't happen to you now, it might happen to you later. So I'm always very cautious about this kind of things because it's better to be safe than sorry. Lah, huh? Um, yeah. So by the way, kakaknya, but I'm pretty sure she learned her lesson. Lah. It's, it's Puchi Santubong dekat. Okay, thank you so much. Um, thank you so much for your story. It's it's a, it's it's a really amazing story. Um, I wouldn't know what would happen to you if you didn't. I don't know, know what to do. And I'm I'm dying to find out who was the woman who hummed behind you. Or maybe it was just your mind playing tricks. I don't know. It's everything is a mystery, you know. Um, and we really do not know the answers to this until we experience it ourselves. And even when we experience it, we might not know the answers to these emotions or these feelings or these sensations that we feel, or hear or smell. Um, and with that, we come to the end of this episode. Thank you so much. I have more stories to share in the coming um weeks. I want to say days, but I want to like, I don't want to short change my shell. Maybe I'm, I'm busy in the next few days, but in the coming weeks, there'll be more stories lah. So thank you so much for listening to Warhantu and I'll see you and hear from you again in the next episode. Good night, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>